What's up, everybody? Welcome in to Cheers from the Press Box. I am your host, Brennan Tassif, joined, as always, by the Beanie Boy himself, the man, the myth, the legend, Headphone Joe. What's up, man? Yep, yep. What's going on, buddy? Not much. Just, you know, loving life, loving sports. For anybody who's new to the show, a uh, quick rundown of the show. We're going to start off the same way we do every week, highlighting the major themes and all the biggest sports. We're going to get into quick hits, which is going to be a quick back and forth question portion, uh, kind of just recap for some of the more tertiary sports, our walk off, which will be a short essay portion. We'll talk stats. We'll talk numbers. We'll just talk whatever. I cry a lot of the time. Um, and then we'll do the press conference to peddle our wares. We... Had a little bit of a miscue on my my fault, 100% my fault. We're going to do a quick show today. We're going to burn through it. Here we go. We start the same way we do every week. Joe! Ready to return the opening kickoff. Perfect way to kick off. Here we go. All right. We're going to start this kickoff this week. Same way, whenever every week we do, whenever this sport is on. The NFL. Because, of course, most popular sport in the country. Uh, we'll talk about that later. Little, little jab, little jab. <laughs> no, I'm actually not. I changed my walk oh, off. Okay. Uh, too much research. But anyway, we're talking NFL. Joe, do you know what time it is? Uh, that's what I was waiting for, baby. I know what time it is. Do you know what time it is? Time for the game of the week. Game of the week. <laughs> All right. Game of the week this week. The Chargers of Los Angeles, Cleveland Browns, high flying, high scoring, fucking shotgun race to the very end. Opposite teams pulling people into end zones. What the hell happened? Jesus What's going on? I got to take Joe, away that. What did you? Yeah, go ahead, man. What did you take away uh, from this game? This game was this game was a, a NASA trip. Jesus Christ. Everything just kept changing. People were going for it on fourth down in their own uh, side of the field. <laughs> Way too in the third quarter. No mind you. Um, but OK. All right. I know it's the smart play, but there's just something that feels wrong about taking somebody into the end. Like, let him go in, but you don't have to carry him. But, I mean, he was going to stop on the dime. But I just felt a way about that. But anyways. Yeah, that's an old Madden trick. That's an old Madden trick where everybody is just like, you just got to let him score. But it's weird because I'm going to let you make your other point. But this is something I wanted to bring up. We see this a lot now where people on the internets and all around are always like, Oh, you know, you should do this. You should do that because they, they play Madden a lot. But you, in my head, I'm always like, that'll never happen in real life. Yeah. Like, people aren't really going to go for it on fourth down all the time. People aren't really going to go for two all the time. People don't do that in real life. And now we're starting to see a, a change of the tide. I don't know if it's analytics that's leading the way. It may or be just some these of these kids younger grew up playing guys. Madden. Yeah. yeah. I was to say some younger guys that grew up with that philosophy um, and, and watching and hearing analysts talk about, Oh, you just got to let the guy score. Like what I think it was last year where um, Todd Gurley was trying to yep. stop on the one, but then ended up falling into the end zone. Like you can't make, you can't allow that mistake to happen. So yeah, the, the Browns players dragged Austin Eckler into the end zone when Austin Eckler was obviously trying not to go into the end zone. It was funny seeing the replay. He's like trying to drop his weight and they're like, no, buddy, nope, you're coming with us. <laughs> but, um, yeah, this game, I mean, obviously this game came down to the final drive, but, um, I, I I don't remember who was calling the game, but they made the great point that the 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 Browns spent fifty seconds to go twelve yards. Yeah, they wasted so much time to get the first first down. It's like, uh, you got it. You had a minute in like fifty seconds or minute forty seconds, 
And they didn't start doing chunk plays, trying to attempt chunk plays until well into the their time, their duration. Um, it's like, man, did you not see Aaron Rodgers go 37 seconds yeah, in 37 like 50 seconds. yards or 60 no yards? Like, how are you wasting all this time on 10 yards? Man, you're running the ball still. Like, this is not the time for this. Ur- a sense of the urgency, Kevin Stefanski. Yep. Jesus. Yeah, a couple of things I wanted to point out. So the you this is the score of this game is interesting to me because the Browns are built on running the ball. Um, I don't think the game should have ever gotten this far out of hand. Uh, you know what I mean? Because they do have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. They ran the ball thirty five times, thirty three between the, their two. Honestly, ma- yeah, between their two main running backs, they had two hundred and twenty two yards. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt uh, combined, and that's just rushing. That's not including uh, receptions. Kareem Hunt had five, but and then Nick Chubb had another one, but. Baker Mayfield only threw the ball 32 times. And when you see a score, like you think, oh, that's a lot. But when you see a score like this, you think he'd have more than 23 completions. Yeah. Um, it's and to your point, they took they just because they are designed as a run first team. If like, you know, a lot of times they'll hit home runs, especially with Kareem Hunt out of the backfield or Nick Chubb, because he can run people over and they're But they're not even with the roster talent they have at wide receiver. They are not this bang, bang, shoot them up. Like we're going to Kansas City style, like roll with the best of them kind of team. And I mean, we'll get to Kansas City later because they're not even like that anymore. But we will. (laughs) But I was shocked at the final score of this game. They blew out all the the odds as far as the over and everything like that. Happy to see the Chargers get the win. Uh, Chargers should not even have a kicker on their staff. Um, they should find someone, <laughs> maybe a backup quarterback, and kick he off. Missed like a couple extra points and yeah, some. I think it was three or four goals. total, something like that. Yeah, Jesus H, dude. it was, it was uh, crazy. But watching the game, I thought, oh, the Char- after a couple of those misses, I was like, oh, the so Chargers are going to lose. As my buddy Tori loves to say, we should just get rid of kickers altogether because yesterday was the worst day. It had oh to be the God. worst day in history for yeah. kickers. And we'll get to that in a second. Yeah, it was bad. Uh, you and I even got into it about it because <laughs> people were missing so much. But um, I thought, oh, the Chargers are going to lose in true Chargers fashion. Uh, they're going to miss a couple kicks. And then they're going to lose in a heartbreak. Because remember, yeah. even though. Um, Anthony Lynn was fired last year. He lost like seven games by less than three points. And like that three wasn't points a only so. him thing. Uh, uh, yeah. The people pre- preceding him also would have that. Cause I mean, I, I told you that joke that I had about Phillip rivers where he's going to be down with seven, eight, eight, seven points length of the field to go. He's going to throw an interception. That was his yep. career for like those last three, four years. Yeah. So it was good to see them get the win, especially because, um, I'm a big believer in the way that uh, they built that team as far as through the draft with the lines and everything like that. Also, a little surprised uh, that they have the defensive. I, I don't know if maybe there were some injuries that I just wasn't aware of, but the defensive weapons that they do have to get fucking 42 dropped on you like mm. that. I mean, it obviously it's not going to happen every week and these are professional athletes. So sometimes they you know have it. But Derwin James, who was hurt, he come, coming back, had 17 tackles. Joey Bosa, you know, had four uh, so Joey Bosa just uh, looking at the stats didn't play as well, but that does not you know doesn't and it's funny pressures and everything. Both of like the quarterbacks that, so. also stayed relatively clean. But the last two yes. things yeah. I'll bring up is your point about uh, the the wide receiving talent they had. They do have the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, they just gotta get rid of Odell. It's not gonna yeah. work. It's not working. It's not gonna work. Three targets, two receptions. First of all, how does he only have three targets? And David and Joku has seven targets. 
what are we doing? They're, who is scheming? You don't think they're keying on him and so that's opening up other people? I mean, if they're doubling Odell, they're doubling Od- Odell. Has Odell had one landmark game in a Cleveland Browns uniform? No, not yet. I, and he's been there for three years now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, he did get hurt last year, but yeah, you're I mean, absolutely but still, right. I, I mean, I completely agree with you. It's turning into a uh, very expensive decoy. I think he had on a Monday night where he took like a slant 70 yards on the Jets yeah. or something. And that's about, that's the only highlight we have of him in a Browns Now, Od- Odell's a much better wide receiver, but this is uh, Percy Harvin syndrome where he was basically a super expensive decoy. Because Percy had all that speed, so you put yeah. him on the field and everyone's like, oh, we got to watch. He can't but, get over the top on us, but you wouldn't, he wouldn't, he never out- outplayed his contract. But, okay, two, two things to that point. One, every team Percy went to, they found ways to utilize him. In Minnesota, yeah, they true. found ways to utilize him. In, Kick returns, uh, punt returns. Yeah, yeah. In, in Seattle, they found ways to utilize him. And again, to that credit, Deshaun Jackson is a glorified yeah. Jesse Speedster. <laughs> and he keeps finding ways to get open even at 80 yeah. years old, Brennan. He's Just still doing it. <laughs> All right. Do you have anything else about this one? Because we got to keep going. The last thing was... Herbert, since I made my foolish statement that we need to pump the brakes, he had those two picks in that Dallas Cowboys game. He is 64% completion, 12 TDs, no turnovers. He, he's turned into God all of a sudden. Jesus age. believe I had that. I make um, one criticism about the guy. He turns into the best quarterback we've ever now seen. Now I see why you, you're so hesitant. I was like, I'm firing off a criticism all the time, and then I have to retract. And you're always like, nah, well, let's wait and see. Let's wait and see. Now I see why you do that. All right. On to the next one. All right, Green Bay, Cincinnati. God damn it. You forget Forgot. every time. Always, every time, every, every fucking week. All right, Green Bay, Cincinnati, another... This wasn't a high-scoring game, but definitely no. another barn burner as far yes. as back and forth, back and forth. This, um, this was a win we for the wicking hour. Yes, for sure. Um, Mason Crosby missed one PAT and four field goals. Jeez, uh, four field goals? Yeah, so he was... Um, he made two of oh them, missed God. four... And four, the four field goals he missed were all for the win. So Mason Crosby, I believe, was 17 he of 18. Four? Wait, hold on. That guy has to be. He, I thought he missed three. Double check. He maybe four he was total with the extra four, Okay, maybe that was it. Because he was 17 of 18 for game-winning field goals. And just after the last week, that's totally fucked his ratio up. <laughs> um, this game came down to the wire, obviously. It was 22-22. Um, came down to the field. Ended up. <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, uh, the Green Bay Packers had an opportunity to win it in regulation with the field goal. Uh, first, the Bengals did. They missed it. Then the Green Bay Packers did. They missed it. Then it went to overtime. Um, it was a Burrow throws uh, an it, interception. Interception to Burrow to field start. Goal over, missed. <laughs> yep, field goal missed. Then another field goal missed. Then back, and it was just back and forth. Before before we 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 fast forward, nothing made me nothing made me laugh harder than the camera cut of the field goal hitting the flag from McPherson on Cincinnati, it cutting back to him and his holder holding him up like he's a goddamn ballerina or they're on like ice skates and then him turning around and being like, what? I I cracked up in my room watching that unfold in live time. A um, couple of things I did want to touch on. Uh, Jamar Chase was the right pick, it seems. Uh, uh, yeah. Six receptions <laughs> for 159 yards. T. Higgins, who was their first round pick, wasn't he the first round pick the Second year before? Pick. Second round pick. Okay. 
but uh, not not getting nearly as much love now that Jamar's there. So he's, he he's got to feel off some sort of way about Coming that. Yeah. Um, Joe Burrow ended up going to the hospital. Still getting the amount of targets, though. Seven targets. But yes, Joe Burrow did go to the hospital. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, he did have seven targets. Yeah, Joe Burrow ends up in the hospital with a throat contusion after this game. Um, not sure if it was related to a hit. He's, I will say he this. Did Jamar take Chase, one insane yeah. hit where he got Jamar like Chase thrown to the ground. And, but he never right missed a game. Choice, never missed a game. But, never missed a play. Yeah, but Joe Burrow is still getting beat up. Um I know the stats don't reflect it because he was only sacked three times according to uh, ESPN's next gen stats or whatever. But I mean, watching the game, he was, he, I mean, he, there was eight quarterback hits total. Like he was running around and he does this thing because he is athletic and he, he has trust. He does this thing where he will try to scramble. So not all those hits are on the offensive line, but still at the same time, it's like, He's got to get that fear out of him. And also, he ran out of the pocket as well. He He's not adverse yeah. to running out of the pocket, not just scrambling to waste time, but um, trying to make the extra play and go downfield. And that's when he took the big thwacking that um, it looked like he was going to be out of the game immediately. Yeah. But he I, ended I, up coming back in. Yeah. And I honestly thought he was, he was going to be done. Um, I thought he was so done right then and there. The Bengals look better than we thought. Um uh, I thought they were, you know, maybe a year or two away from being a year or two away, but uh, it looks like they're putting that together. Um, <laughs> and we'll go ahead. And a uh, huge shout out to Trey Hendrickson two 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 sacks. Oh, yeah. Two sacks. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, two sacks. Yeah. Um, Didn't go to a power FAU. five school. Apparently, I said, when did I say that? You never said that. My whole point was oh, okay. that <laughs> we've had, kind of, and I didn't want to put this in the Discord because it was so long, and I was like, this has nothing to do with the games going on right now. But <laughs> remember even when we first started doing this, it was one of those things where I, I was adamant about like, yeah, like we, oh, a lot of people say like the these guys, all that. yeah, like okay. these guys all suck right. and it's like, they don't suck. Like they're very good. And everyone's like, no, they suck. And it's like, then they have one good game and everyone's like, Oh, pick them up on waivers and fantasy. Like this is the next guy. It's like, fuck all of you for being so contradictory. And then well, when uh, the thing is we're not all doing it. hours and hours of research. We're leaving that up to the folks that are running the drafts. So I know that's when yeah, they drop the ball. It's kind of like, uh, that's true. <laughs> Well, and that was the thing was I I I that's like why Josh I made the Rosen joke is was the because you're like oh he should be good and then he's just out of the league apparently dude or he's in I Atlanta can't. somewhere flipping burgers out of Five Guys like Jesus hey whoa whoa nothing wrong with Five Guys I love a good Five Guys I'm just saying um, makes me a little worried about Green Bay uh, because. Aaron Rodgers is gonna obviously he's righted the ship after that trouncing in Week One but uh, this either either makes you worried about green Bay or it makes you more have more respect for Cincinnati. But either way, I mean, they'll never meet again. It's the AFC versus the NFC, but I I, I don't know how to take this, whether I'm more worried about green Bay or I'm happier for Cincinnati. I'm less worried about green Bay because green Bay should have won this game five times pretty much. Um, and I, I'm more encouraged by Cincinnati. Um, as long I mean, Burrow, let's see what happens with the throat contusion. But as long as he can stay healthy, it seems that this team has a chance. They did what they needed to do to get the defense up to snuff. Um, and the yep. offense outside of a 100% solidified offensive line, they have weapons all up and down that offense, uh, all in that offense, with whether it's receiving yeah, core, sure. Joe Mixon, P. Ryan, all those guys Joe seem Mixon. great. God. All those Joe, guys seem great. Joe Mixon, I feel like he's been in the league forever. Um, Joe Mixon, well, you know, he was... 
Was he the one that beat up his girlfriend and that had him drop in the draft? I believe that was him. He was at Oklahoma State. Uh, like, Oklahoma. Oh, yeah, it was. It was Oklahoma. Yeah. So, um. Anyway, let's get off that. Uh, <laughs> huge shout out to Devontae Adams, 206 yards receiving. Just wanted to throw that in there. All right. Now, this one, everyone thought was going to be game of the week. This was the Ooh. Sunday night game. Huge game. Uh, Kansas City, Buffalo. Buffalo in Kansas City at Arrowhead. Go ahead, Joe. Very important question, Brennan. Did you stay up past the weather delay? Uh, I did. Wow. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you oh, for I didn't doing watch, that. I didn't watch the game after the weather delay. <laughs> I was awake, though. <laughs> Yeah, you know, as soon as I came minutes, out the shower and I saw weather delay, I was like, I'm going to bed. I'm too old for this shit. Well, yeah, you have to you, you gotta work early in the morning. I work at night, and so um I saw the weather delay, and right around halftime is when Savannah got home from work. And then I like I was like, Oh, do you want to watch an episode of Handmaid's Tale? Shout out Handmaid's Tale. We're really Shout into that Handmaid's show. Tale. I really love that. So we started watching an ep- uh, an episode of that. We're in season three, episode three, and then that episode was over, and then I went back. And the literally the third quarter had just started. And I wow. was like, I'm not, I was like, I'm not doing <laughs> like, I, I spent all day watching football. Like, I'm saying, not like, doing to, this to get up at well, like 10, 11, whatever, to watch the, some of the, uh, the London, London game. game. And then I had WNBA, I had baseball. Like I was like, okay, I, I, I'm done. All right. You, you got this one. All right. Whether yeah. you win. All right. Jeez. Well, and it was weird too because in the first half of that game, neither team looked like they could stop the other team. Like they did. It was a lot of bend but don't break. But it was just like Kansas City's just getting first downs at will. The the, the flag situation, the penalties in the beginning of the game mm. were driving me insane. Like little like ticky tack fouls. Like you could tell it was a hold, but like you didn't like it was a split second he had his jersey and stuff yeah. like that was getting 17 frustrating. Total be- turnovers, I mean penalties, sorry. Yeah, it was it was back in it was I honestly thought watching in the beginning that Kansas City could not be stopped. Mm-hmm. And then Buffalo just kind of made some plays. And then also they had four, they had four turnovers. They're not yeah. going to they're not going to be this dominant team if you're going to keep turning the ball over. Chris Jones was out, which we've talked about at length before. He is the anchor to that defense. Like it's clear if he's not in the game, like you they can get ran on. So, Brendan, something yeah. after seeing the the dust settle after waking up You've been saying a certain phrase, but it appears you've been saying it for the wrong team. What is your saying about the Rams? Oh, that they've mortgaged the future to win now. Kansas City is mortgaged oh, yeah. their entire defense yeah. to pump all the resources into the offense. And it's really only like three people getting most of the money on that offense. And they yeah. spent money on three people, maybe on the defense. And it's like everything should just figure it out. But when they have all these turnovers, which has been a proliferation this year, I think Mahomes has more turnovers at well, he had the same amount of turnovers at this point than he had all of last season. So when and there, there's been f- un, unreasonable fumbles between Tyreek Hill and uh, Edwards Hilaire like all season. So. It may be if this team isn't running at a hundred percent, then they're lesser than. They're not the team that we've grown to just pick them unconsciously, they're gonna win this game. They have now fallen to two of the team they have terrorized over the last couple of years in the Bills and the Ravens. Those two teams were trying to get wins over them for the past two, three years. And they couldn't, and now they're getting them not with ease. In the Ravens' case, it was still a bit of a come. It was obviously a comeback, but the Bills look. 
they looked unstoppable. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, um, we've been talking about this for a long time that the bills need to run the ball more. Uh, they really, I mean, they ran the ball more, but it, I don't, I'm not going to count it. Cause Josh Allen had 11 of those carries. It's so weird. It's so weird. If they win this way, which they can't, I mean, they've proven it at this point. Yeah. They've proven it to everybody. They've gone everywhere. Um, we thought, I thought it was a bit of fool's goal with people talking about their point differential. They played the dolphins. They played Pittsburgh, even though they lost that they game. They had one of the easiest schedules the weirdest, going into this week. Yeah. That Pittsburgh loss is going to be one of the weirdest things to look back on. Yep. That's um, going to be the green Bay Saints loss. <laughs> yeah. That is going to be. And then they, they had the Washington football team. It's like, okay, none of those. And then, you know what? I still don't know if I should take them seriously because this defense isn't that good. We, we won't really truly know what it's like until they see a tough defense, but Man, if they can get away winning with not giving their running backs the ball at all, which I still think is one of the dumbest things ever, and it will come back to bite them in the ass at some point. 17 carries between the running backs. They, for now, I'm, I'm, I have to believe it. I have to believe it. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting you bring up that defense point because they've only played, like to your point, they played one good defense and they lost that game. Yeah. And like they one lost that game, defense. honestly, for, because of a special team. Thing. Special teams, yeah. But, I mean, in fantasy, but, they put special teams and defense together. So True. All righty. One more round? One more round. You're up first. I want the second All two right. games. One more round. All right, one more round. Uh, Pittsburgh, Denver. What can you what can you say about this? Uh, so, Ben is done. I don't give a shit how well he played in this game. Ben is done. He a couple done. good deep balls there. He did, but I mean, hey, even a broken clock's right twice a day. You know what I'm saying to you? Uh, This game, I honestly thought was going to be a... So the final score doesn't reflect this game fully. I thought it was going to be a blowout. um, And then Denver uh, came back. They were down um, 17 to 6 going into the third quarter. Uh, Then they, you know, kind of rallied back. Uh, This came down to the very end of the game. It was a nail biter. Uh, Denver was driving. Um, to tie the game and go into overtime. And this is in the witching hour when all these other games are going into overtime and field goal kicks are being missed. And it was insane. I was watching it on red zone, trying to keep up. Um, but yeah, uh, Teddy Bridgewater threw an interception in the end, in the end zone uh, to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And that is what ended the game. Uh, but they were in it till the very end. Um, three and two. I, you know, I want to believe that three and two. Um, as far as their record, but I'm thinking maybe they're, I don't know, because they wanted Drew Locke to be the man for so long and he wasn't. Then they got Teddy Bridgewater in there as a stopgap, but I mean, their defense is great. Um, I still think the Steelers are going to be done with Ben Roethlisberger, but they have a great defense. That's it. One more round. Brennan, you, you came for my neck on Twitter <laughs> I did. over a statement <laughs> I made. And I think... That everyone can pity the Detroit Lions, Brennan. I don't think you just have to have a bad team. And you know what? I think I pity them more than I pity your team. You want to know why? Week one. Why? Week one. They're getting annihilated by San Francisco. Oh, yeah. No, they I start agree with all you. all the way back and then lose at the end on an interception. They've been losing close. We've lost one close game. They've been losing all their games close. Week two. Put up a great first half against Green Bay. Then Aaron Rodgers goes off in the second half. Week three. Oh, week three. Who, who was it? Week three? I forgot already. I can't. The I Bears? Can't was it the Bears? Oh, week three. Week three is the Justin Tucker game. 
Oh yeah, oh, the, the doink off the pole. It goes in unbelievable. They're losing the worst fashion ever. No one's made a sixty-six yarder in their life. crossbar. Joe, we get in crossbar. trouble for saying the wrong things. What did I say? <laughs> you said pole. Remember when I said between oh. the poles for hockey? Oh yeah, <laughs> it's between the pipes, asshole. Between Whatever. The pipes. Um, <laughs> and then they lose in Justin Fields' first start. The first time Matt Nagy decides to actually make a game plan for the kid, they lose that game. And then yesterday, Brennan. You cannot write this in a script. They're down damn near the they're down the entire game, pretty much. Yeah, they they it's it's a final uh, drive. They kick the field. They kick the ball deep instead of going for the onside. They strip the ball from Addison. That was a good play. Yeah, they get the they score the touchdown. They go and for then, two for the win. They get the two, and then they lose to Kirk Cousins. They made me like look bad. A 54-yard field goal. Greg Joseph, who missed, a, not a gimme, but he missed one a couple weeks ago in Arizona, but he makes this one because they're playing the Lions. They're 0-5. Yeah. It was so bad. Dan Campbell cried at the end of the game. He cried in his I presser. I agree with that. Unbelievable, with that. man. His team has been fight. That That is the best. This is a this is a. This is the dumbest statement I've ever said. That is the best 0-5 team I've ever seen. Yeah. Well, and that's that's why I do. I understand. I You know, I took the shot because your team won and my team lost. I, know, I was like, I what know. the fuck? But at the same time, I I agree with you because Detroit's been losing in this. Like, we've been getting our brains beat in. Every game except that Thursday night game, we've been getting our ba- brains beat in as far as Jacksonville. And then you, so, you had a good half against Arizona. Yeah, but then like you see Detroit and they're in it till the very end, and these guys the would nail. die for this coach, and then they lose. It, uh, it's, it's it's heartbreaking. We we all made the jokes and fun at Dan Campbell when he got in and took the press yeah, conference, bite their ankles, bite their kneecaps and whatnot. Yeah, but man, these he's gotten that team playing tough as all hell, man. It is imagine what they would look like if they were able to keep. Stafford and those receivers they ended up letting go with this coach. It feels like they would be, they would not have lost all five of these games. I'll say that. I don't know if they'll be a playoff team, but they would not have lost all five of these games. One more round. All right. This is my account. Uh, Arizona Cardinals, San Francisco 49ers, Arizona Cardinals. No one I hate sports hate more than the Arizona Cardinals. Maybe the Tennessee Titans. Um, I was right. Kyler Murray hurt his shoulder this week. Um, we're going to hear a lot more about that in the next week or so. I was, I was right, right on that. They looked like world beaters, and I said it's just going to be until Kyler gets hurt. PFF has them ranked in the top five in defense and offense, DVOA, weighted, all that kind of stuff. That'll all go away. Um, Trey Lance looked um, like a brand-new rookie quarterback that had not been starting um, as far as the preseason and everything like that. So... I mean, it makes sense. He was 15 to 29, um, 192 yards. But, you know, he's. He, you have to remember, Jimmy Garoppolo was taking all the first team snaps. They're going to get into it. The 49ers have a good team. Um, Jimmy's probably going to be back here in the next couple of weeks. But they'll get it going. I mean, the receiving stats are just piss poor only because Trey Lance, you know, didn't throw it a whole mm-hmm. lot. But Arizona Cardinals are going to start to lose now that good old what's his name is hurt. It's Kyler Murray. I know his name. I just don't want to say it. All right. Um, I will say the one thing I'll take away from this game. Not the one thing. Obviously, I have more to say, but I'm not going to say it. Uh, shocking. J.J. Watt. No sacks this year so far. Oh, really? Because he's in all sorts of pressures. I was say, yeah, he's doing a lot. Not, not saying that it doesn't account for anything, but it's just shocking. He has zero sacks. Yeah, that is weird. 
He's always near. One more round. All right, last game on the docket here for the NFL, folks. The Philadelphia Eagles are able to pull one out of their keister uh, and yep. take one over the Carolina Panthers. Uh, a lot of folks out here thought that maybe the Panthers had turned it around. The Panthers do have a domineering defense, but Sam Darnold going to Sam Darnold. He threw three interceptions, uh, one of which I saw the ghost that was chasing him and made him throw the ball in a panic. Um, 177 yards on 37 attempts. Who boy. Cuba Hubbard, though, 101 <laughs> on the ground. Uh, they're missing Christian McCaffrey, and it's obvious, but that doesn't account for all the inaccurate passes and not getting the ball more to DJ Moore and uh, Robbie Anderson. You got some good weapons out there. Um, the Eagles, God damn it. You have Miles Sanders, and you run the ball only 11 times. Against the Cowboys, you only ran the ball two times. I've not been saying a lot because I've been we've been bad and losing games, but run the damn ball, please. All right? What did you feel about Miles Sanders running out of bounds when they were trying to run the clock? Um, I mean, bad play, but you know, things happen. I not thought he was a little bitch. Not everybody's Austin Eckler. He had the white wherewithal to drop down and get to Eagle on, girl. Remember when Westbrook did that? He dropped down on the one yard line, oh, yeah. and I heard in an interview he goes, "Yeah, people to this day still give me shit about their fantasy leagues." That your year. your boy did that too. MJD, MDJ, Maurice Jones Drew, MJD, yeah, yeah, MJD. Okay, All right, yeah. I couldn't remember. But yeah. All right, moving on to the college version of this, the NCAA uh, football. Um, Joe, this is his baby. He has nurtured this whole segment. Yep. Um, it's going so, away soon. Once the NBA gets back, baby. Yep. Uh, so we'll go through. Uh, Joe's got his upsets, we'll his near over. upsets. And then we've got the the special way we end it. But let's go through it. Let's burn through it real quick. All Obviously, right, I work Saturday, so I didn't catch a lot of these games. All right. Let's burn through it. First, I got a text. I was at a concert, actually, Saturday, so I didn't see a lot of this. Uh, Saturday night, I get a text from L- ex-producer L. Greg that Alabama... Rest He's on peace. the ropes. And I'm like, what? Keep me updated. I was walking home from work and I stopped at a bar and I was like, what is this? I'm like, keep me updated. And then next thing you text, next, I think the next text I got was Texas A&M field goal. They win. I was like, what in the world? Um, it, It's stunning. It's, it's, it's a shocker of all shockers. Number one, Alabama, 100 win streak ends there. Um, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, obviously they're going to recover, but I, I was I was taken aback when I saw this. Uh, the next one. This is not really an upset, but kind of an upset, and I want to poke fun at Dean. Iowa, are they for real? <laughs> they beat Penn are State. Are they for real? After knocking out Penn State's quarterback, they, I watched uh, that game. I watched the end of that game because we were slow at the bar. That game was that game was intense. That that's the game that your dad likes. Very low scoring, grinded yep. out type of game. Uh, we'll get to a barn burner later in uh, the near upsets, as you folks probably are aware of. The next one up is BYU going down to Boise. Wasn't even on the blue turf. They were in Provo. Um, yeah. So BYU was number 10. They go down to Boise. I mean, unranked Boise we, State. An unranked Boise. Yeah, but unranked Boise is it's kind of my favorite Boise. Still, still Boise. I was to say, still Boise. Boise, anywhere, anytime, any place, Boise's ready for a fight. Bring the football and the speed, baby. Here we go. And then we get to Lane Kiffin beating Arkansas. Um, This game ended very oddly. Arkansas scored the touchdown, could have went for the field goal to tie it up and go to overtime. Decided not to, opted to go for the two-point conversion. Didn't get it. Ole Miss hangs on to win by one in Oxford. So, then on to another 
rabble rouser. Oklahoma, again in this segment. I don't think there's been a week they have not been in this segment. This is the near misses, folks. The near upsets. Oklahoma comes back after benching Spencer Rattler, who going into the season, folks thought was going to be a first-round pick guaranteed. Heisman finalist, yeah. He has his own logo. If you want to look that up, it's a pretty cool logo. He has his own logo, I tell you this kid. Uh, The Cajones. I tell you you this kid. (laughs) Oklahoma comes back to beat Texas 55-48 to in what will go down as a classic in the Red River rivalry. And then we got Notre Dame. Holding on to be, to beat Virginia Tech uh, by three points. Now, Brennan, you know what time it is. Oh, yeah. Time for our favorite segment of the week. Who's in? Who's out? Who's up? Who's down? Okay. Who's in? Who's out? Only one team dropped out this week. That is Auburn. Auburn took Oh, my L. God. That logo is sick as It's fuck. a great logo. Yeah, folks, look it up. It's a great logo. <clears throat> Because his last name is Rattler, so it's a snake. It's a snake. Oh, yeah, yeah, All right. Only one team in, only one team out. That is Texas He's A&M. goofy looking, though. He's a weird looking kid. He's a weird looking kid. Um, but where is I'm he sorry, from? Is he from like Oklahoma or Texas area? I think that would make uh, a lot of sense to me. Um, Texas a jumps in because they beat Alabama. Obviously, they slot in at number 21. Auburn is out after taking an L to whom I forgot at this point. Um, who's up? Who's down? The whole top five is different, folks. You're so right. I'll Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah. Let's say he has to yeah. be somewhere out there. Right? He um, looks like he's from Phoenix. Obviously. He looks like he's been chasing a couple of rattlesnakes before. Um, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Looks <laughs> like a desert uh, kid. <laughs> so this is going to be bully. We're going to be taking off the air. Um, <laughs> So Georgia, but at least it's our own, one. and we'll talk about more of that in the walk off. <laughs> Georgia is our number one. Iowa's number two. Cincinnati jumps into number three. Oklahoma jumps to number four. They will Cincinnati fall. Cincinnati power five in the playoff. <laughs> yes, they are for the time being. But Brennan, you know, there's always a loophole. Alabama at number five, so you know what's going to happen here. Oh right? yeah, you know I know what's going to happen. Alabama's not going to have to play in the SEC championship. SEC game. championship game, and Georgia they're still going to give it to and them. And then they hop in. Yeah. It happens every year, like clock. Work. Two SEC teams Fuck. will get in, but Alabama fell four spots. Penn State fell three spots. They only fell four honestly. spots, losing to an unranked team. Brennan, it's Alabama. I know, I know. <laughs> I was saying, they're they're gonna find a way to get Alabama in. Kentucky, oh Kentucky beat Auburn. That's who it was. Kentucky jumps up five spots. Ole Miss jumps up four spots. Uh, biggest fall. Wait, where is Kentucky at right now? Kentucky's at eleven. Uh, yeah, because they've been beating the Michigan beating State's at ten. Uh, biggest fall was BYU dropping down nine spots to 19. Arkansas fell four spots to 17. Texas holding on to that 25 at for dear life. All right, Brennan. On Boom. to the next one. Little Major League Baseball action. Playoffs have started. We were both wrong, uh, both wrong. about New York Yankees and Boston. Boston gets that win. Um, and then the Dodgers squeak by the cards. Uh, still, it's one of those things. I think we talked about it last week, but to win 106 games, Giants win 107. Then you win the wild card. And now it's like, now you got to go play the 107 win team. Okay. The Giants can't be happy about that right either. Cause I'm getting, I'm no, getting, I don't. I don't. Okay. I was about to say, I'm getting sick and tired of people complaining that, oh, they want to win your okay, division. Win your, win your division, division. All right. Win your division. I'm not going to reseed it. everything because of one random year. Okay. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> 
<laughs> wow, I don't know. I guess you've been, been hearing that a lot lately. Getting under my skin for a week now. It's been really. Let's talk me. AL. Let's talk AL. Um, Boston, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's up two one. Uh, do you want to tell the listeners what happened with that weird okay. ground rule double thing? So th- this is th- this was one of the worst ruling. Apparently, it's in the fucking code book. But this is one of the worst rulings I've ever seen. Kiermaier, it's a it's a it's a what four four game, and we're like in the twelfth inning. Or something, a 13th inning. Kiermaier hits a fucking bomb. Doesn't go out of the stadium, though. It hits the wall. Then it hits Renfro, Hunter Renfro. Not that Hunter <laughs> Renfro. Hits Renfro and then goes out of the stadium. Now, a man was on base. Yandy Diaz was on base. I believe he was rounding third at the time it hit Hunter Renfro. So he's going to get home regardless. They instead, now the umpire have discretion if a guy's running. Instead of allowing, saying that he was obviously going to get home regardless, they make him go back to third. They ruled a ground rule double, which I think is dumb because it's it's effectively an inside the park home run. It's yeah. a fielding error. It's not. It's it's not like it bounced into this. It hit the guy. He could have stopped it at some point. If he puts his glove on his hip, he stops the ball from making that weird bounce. I thought this was highway robbery. And then right after that, next inning, uh, what was it? Bavetta, whatever the fuck the fucking pitcher's name is, gets out of that inning. They hit a two run homer in the fucking bottom of the inning, inning yeah. and they win the game. I, I thought, I thought Tampa got robbed. That was a trash. But, I mean, they're still down. Ruling. Tampa's still gonna win that series. They're still I down. I, look, but I, it, it was after weird. something they like that. The sweep. After something like that in that many you innings. You think you that, could swing the momentum? I, I just Mr. Think, I don't believe in momentum. I don't think about momentum, but I just think when when you're sitting there and you're like. We did what we had to do, not yeah. to win, but it to get over. in position to win. And then you just get job. It's like you can see Kiermaier on the base, like just shaking his head, like, what the hell was that? Yeah, it was uh, definitely. I mean, that is the rule, but it's definitely a weird thing when it works out that way because it then you're be like, you said, you're like, year, what the guarantee. shit? Guarantee. You're not going to reseed everybody, <laughs> but that that will be done. Because Let's talk about Drew, this other oh, sorry, game. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I, I got. I'm so passionate about this fucking play. June Lee also tweeted, "What's the difference between that?" June Lee, a prominent writer for ESPN.com, um, prominent baseball analyst on Around the Horn. He said, "What's the difference between that and then somebody just picking up the ball and throwing it into the stands and saying that's a ground rule double?" No, yeah, that's true. It's in the part. It's it's an in the field home run. It's an in the field home run. That's what it should have been ruled. The guy jump over the fence and go get the ball. I don't give a shit. <laughs> you figure it out. It, it landed in the field of play. You figure it out, stupid. You um, scared it from the field of play. That's that. It should be uh, so frustrating. <laughs> All right, we got it. We're on a tight show today, Sorry. so we got to move on. We'll talk I'll more about this. this well, I know. We'll talk more about it next week, though. These playoffs are going to go on for a while. Um, how about the shelling that the White Sox gave Houston? Um, so Houston was is leading that series two one, but the White Sox put twelve on them, had sixteen hits, uh, ended up uh, coming trying to come back to to try and tie that series. Now uh, I believe that's tomorrow. Um, yeah, it got moved. And then weather. Yeah, that's what I thought. And then in the NL. We've got the Dodgers in San Francisco all tied up. 1-1, baby. That game is going to be played tonight. Uh, we'll see where they go. And then uh, anything you want to say about that? On the Braves series. I think the Braves played early today. Yeah, Braves ended earlier. Braves put three on the Brewers. Brewers couldn't get it going. So Atlanta leads the series 2-1. Okay. All right. Good. 
just wanted to be yeah. up to date. Um, no, these are two great series, two great teams. Well, the first game, two great the teams. Giants, the other Dodgers one, is two insane, solid man. teams. Um, I'll wait for the dust to settle on that one. It's anybody's ball game. Um, I think the Dodgers may win tonight. First game back home, uh, they have the pitching advantage. Even though uh, Maxi wasn't that great at the end of that uh, favorite two to one wild card game, but I think they pulled this off. I, I, I think they pulled tonight I actually, off. I think they pulled tonight yeah. off. I want to make before we go into the quick hits. I, I do want to agree with you on something. Uh, actually, just looking at it, I, I and I'll talk about more of this in my walk off about like I hear so much stuff that I start to like be like, oh, I mean, I guess that makes sense. That's a good point. But actually, looking at it. I think this is awesome. The fact that in the second round, including the wild card, that you have two teams that like dominated this whole year and we get the opportunity for them to play each other. Like if they reseeded and then the Dodgers lost to, you know, fucking Atlanta, we would never see that. We would never get to see that. So I actually do think it's pretty cool that we get to see two almost 110 win teams each. Uh, play against each other. So I, I just wanted to throw that in there. All right. And uh, sorry to harbor the another thing. Somehow, yeah, we're going to keep going on this. <laughs> somehow, this is a one one thing. Uh, somehow, this is the first time these two franchises are meeting in the playoffs when they were in New York together and have moved to the West Coast together. And this is the first oh, time. Yeah. That's, I, I find that mind blowing. Right. Yeah, that is crazy. On to the quick hits. And you'll be surprised how quick and quick Mayman hits. Quick hit. All right, we're making great time for the scheduling error. Here we go. We're making great time. Um, So I got it halfway right. I said Chicago would advance over Minnesota. WNBA talk, people. WNBA, folks, you know it's time for. Um, And I said that. You know how we lead this segment. I said Vegas would move on. (laughs) Vegas put up a valiant effort, took it all the way to the fifth game. But Diana Diana Taurasi, Brittany Griner were just too much at the end. As well as I had that. As well as okay, I'm fine. I'm fine. As well as Shay Petty, heads up play, making that uh, putting up that three that ended up getting a foul, got her to the line to shoot too. Um, but before game one started, I took to the Discord because I knew we weren't recording until today, so I made sure to put it on wax. I said Chicago would win in five. I said five because I want to see five games. The, yesterday was fantastic. Kayla Copper has been having the playoffs for her life. She led again with 21 points for the whole team. She had a double-double, 10 boards. Shout out to Vandersloot getting 12 and 11. And Candace Parker, the consummate professional, 16 and 8. Um, Brittany Griner, she's going to do what she do. Diana Taurasi, she, she makes my head hurt the way she hits some of these threes. I'm like, okay, that's off. Nope, it's in. That's off. Nope, it's in. So, I just don't think they have enough firepower because they're going to have to rely on Shea Petty as well as Breonna Turner. And I don't think they're going to be able to provide that secondary scoring option because uh, Kia Nurse had got hurt late in the Vegas series. And Shelly Cunningham, I think she's supposed to be back the next game. She's missed the last two games with a calf injury. But I think I think Chicago's just too deep for them. Boom. Whew. Comprehensive breakdown right there. All right, Brendan, you got anything on this? Or should we go to the next thing and then we'll go to this? So I can Let's get a go breather. to the next thing and then we'll go back to this. Okay. Yeah. Cause the other, the, cause that's your account too. Um, also, I did want to say I threw out in the discord when you mentioned Brittany Griner, um, I was just like, yeah, one of the most dominant women I've ever seen play basketball when she was in college. She still has it. Just wanted to, I do loosely follow the WNBA since starting the show with Joe. 
Um, all right. Next thing we're going to do. Hockey is starting out the NHL season. Here we go. We're going to give our picks um, for three of the major uh, individual awards and for the Stanley Cup. So the first one is the Hart Trophy. That goes to the MVP. Uh, Joe, who do you have for that? All right. I actually did research for this. I did as well. And I'm going to get called a homer. But. I'm going to go with the $80 million man, Alexander Barkov from my Florida Panthers, who just got a new contract extension. I think this is the year we finally put it all together, man. Ekblatt's back from his injury. Defense should be good. Still a little worried about the pen. Uh, Sorry, about goal. But I think he he got the Selkie last year. He's the best uh, defensive forward in the game. I think this is the year he finally puts it all together, gets enough points to propel the team to a higher seed. And we were a higher seed last year. We're one of the best four or five teams. Um, and I think he finally gets the recognition he deserves. I think he wins the MVP. Not even on the list as far as the top uh, seven players for the odds. I know you don't. <laughs> um, I really wanted to say um, Pasternak or uh, McKinnon out of Colorado. Uh, Nathan uh, McKinnon is uh, plus 650. So he's he's not the betting favorite. Connor, just so everyone knows, Connor McDavid out of Edmonton is the betting favorite at plus 300. But... I'm going to take Nikita Kucherov, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. (laughs) He's plus 800. He's the fourth uh, in the line of favorites to win the MVP. I think after what happened last year, having to kind of stash him away a little bit, I think he's going to have a breakout. It's going to be a big breakout thing this year. Um, I got him, Nikita Kucherov from Tampa Bay. Next one, the Vezina Vezina Award. Vezina. Vezina. Okay. I was just, okay, go ahead. Uh, it's for, yeah, it's for best goalie. Guess who I have? Um, <laughs> Vasilevsky out of Tampa Bay. Uh, he is the odds on betting favorite though at um, plus 400. And then Marc-Andre Fleury comes in second for Chicago at plus 800. Who do you have? So Marc-Andre Fleury, funny thing, won this last year for the Knights and then got traded without any, uh, without even a notification. Still don't like that, Vegas. Still don't like that. But I think in a similar fashion that, when Marc Andre Fleury went to the expansion team, he had a great season. He got them to oh the finals. God. I'm going to go with Philip Grubauer, who was once on the Colorado Avalanche. Sorry, Greg, but I think he's going to go to Seattle and he's going to make an imprint on that team. I don't think Him they're going to be both great. Both the second best odds. Really? I don't think that Seattle's yeah, going to be he's like great the off the top, but I didn't even look that up. Um, I have Philip Grubauer <laughs> That's That's as I the best the winner. <laughs> That's why I was like, what? I'm reading that name as you said it. That's right. As soon as you said Golden Knights, I was like, he's going with the expansion team because I, you and I know each other pretty well. Um, next one, the Art Ross Trophy, which is for the uh, top score. Yes. Um, who do you have for this? This is a two-man race. We all know it, folks. It's going to be either Connor McDavid or Austin Matthews. I have Austin Matthews taking this one back to uh, Toronto again. Okay, it's interesting again. that you say that because they also have uh, Leon... Can't pronounce that last name on Edmonton. Uh, Connor McDavid's uh, teammate. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so Austin Matthews is number one. I wonder if that's at, a teammate uh, that Toronto actually left Toronto to go to Edmonton. Dra- is it Adi? I don't remember the name, but I know there was a movement where one of the guys on Toronto ended up going to Edmonton. Yeah, that might have been him. Um, Alexander Ovechkin's even on the, the list as far as uh, odds. Um, I'm going to take Pasternak because I didn't take him for the MVP, but he is a, a prolific goal scorer, so I'm going to take him from Boston, David Pasternak. All right, and who do you have winning it all this year, Brennan? Who do you think I have winning it all? This is fucking lightning, baby. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. That is my unbiased, non-homer opinion. 
Well, if I'm going to be a homer, I'm going to say the Florida Panthers. But I decided not to be, and I decided to go with the team who honestly had a great chance to win in last year. They were a, a top team the entire time. Grubauer left, but they have replacements. The Colorado Avalanche, I think this is the year they finally put it all together and take the trophy. Beautiful. All right. And the last thing that is my account for the one more round is the big fight, Brennan. It was a big fight weekend. We had version three of Fury Wilder take place in Las Vegas. Um, I'm going to read exactly what I sent Greg because I had to watch this on tape delay, on tape delay because, like I said, I was at a concert enjoying my life. Um, what a fight. Five knockdowns plus the KO in the 11. It was crazy to think that a guy who's chiseled in Play-Doh was in better condition for a longer fight. Wilder looked like once he didn't get the end in the fourth round, fourth round, he knocked Fury down two times. He had got knocked down in the third. Um, once that happened, he had no chance going into the deep waters. Fury looked spent. Both fighters looked so exhausted at some point. And you got to remember, these are heavyweight guys going for three minutes for 12 rounds. That's like 36 minutes. That's a long time to be fighting and having someone fight you and trying to run around and all that. Uh, I said Fury looked spent, but it looked like he caught his win in the later round, the ninth, 11th, ninth through 11th. And Wilder just never could recapture aside for some flashes. But yeah, after that fourth round, once he didn't get Fury to stay down, also Fury saved because that if that round goes a minute longer, he's knocked down again and fights over. But w- what a match. What a match. Um it sucks that Joshua lost that fight a couple of weeks ago because I would love for yeah, the next fight the whole thing to up. be Joshua Fury. But now we're going to have to wait because he just exercised his uh, rightfully. So just exercise his clause to rematch. Re- rematch clause. Yeah. So, yeah. So that is it. Big fight. Big fight. Big fight time. But it's on to the walk offs. We're making great time. I do find it hilarious the fact that we were like consciously like we got to go quick. We got to go quick. And we're, we're only about 10 fast. minutes ahead of where we normally are. I know. I know. But we're talking fast at least. <laughs> yeah, we are. People are going to be like, like is this on like double speed? Coke. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Um, I host it. So I go last. You go first. Joe, what's your walk off? All right. My walk off is entitled. They stay the same. Now I will preface this with a little, a little prologue here. I hate when. I do, I write a walk off in the morning and then I listen to something and somebody did it better than me. And I know this person was going to do it better than me. If you, if you like my walk off, if you find it intriguing at all, I implore you to go check out the second segment of Bomai Jones's podcast, the right time. He does this way more eloquently and way more profound because he has longer time to talk because I have to then pass it over and I don't want to talk for 13 minutes on one thing. Okay. I didn't want to write, or talk about the John Gruden situation, racially motivated and stereotypical remarks on Demora Smith. When I found out about them, they were con- they were more like confirmation to the old adage: they'll smile on your face and talk behind your back. Am I shocked? No. Am I hurt? Yeah. But I always say when talking about any athlete, coach, or person of note, they seem like a good person. <clears throat> That they seem like a good person. I use that to give myself distance between people who can who can present one way but do whatever in their personal life. But the reason I decided to touch on this after wanting to avoid it all weekend was the post-game presser. 
and some of the pregame talk shows. Um, after the Raiders lost to the Chicago, after the Raiders lost to Chicago, players were asked about the emails and coach and coaches meeting that he had after it was discovered on Friday. And something that I find extremely lazy from sports journalists happened again. There were three quotes in the article I read. Three, there were four quotes, sorry. Three from black players, one from a white player. That was only Derek Carr, the quarterback. When a situation of race rears its present, ever-present head, we run to the black players to validate that. We know who are... We run to black players to validate that we know who our coach is. This removes the notion that this isn't a human thing and makes it a only black thing and only the black players have to deal with it. I would love to hear what Hunter Renfro's thoughts were, Max Crosby, what they thought about the situation. This incident also made me question some of Gruden's move once he got the job. They signed Ricky Incognito, who had an incident in Miami of bullying and racism. A question to John Gruden directly on why he felt the need to bring him in, a guy like that, after he was out of the league for some time dealing with mental things, what appeared to be a mental breakdown off the field. That was a very risky signing. Also, the fact that famed punter Marquette King was almost immediately released once Gruden took over the job. Never meeting with his star running back, uh, start never meeting with his star linebacker Khalil Mack before trading him to negotiate his extension, and what really happened with Keyshawn in Tampa. All questions I would like reassessed through these lens. And at the end of the day, maybe Gruden has grown since then, but I'm not just going to take your word for it. Yeah, you you and I didn't talk about that at all um, this weekend. We didn't really even touch on it. I uh, I always find that interesting. The point that you made where. They immediately go to the black players to be like, huh? And I was going to say, like, uh, but Monty Jones made a great point where he said, um, even on the pregame shows, you had uh, Randy Moss basically break down in tears. You had Teddy Bruschi, who is uh, Italian and Filipino descent. So um, what's the word I'm looking for? Someone ethnic, some of... of non-white origin basically. Oh, I almost said something so bad <laughs> as a joke and um, then in the context of what we're talking about that would have been horrible. So you had and then you had oh uh, God, Sam Ponder you have Sam Ponder who was empathizing with Randy Moss but then you had Matt Hasselbeck say virtually nothing and Rex Ryan who I won't forget was on stage with Donald Trump didn't say a word in that segment and then when you go to the, the yeah. NBC uh, NBC broadcast you had the Italian Mike Tirico, uh, giving his friend a pass. You had Tony Dungy, the ever apologist, and then you had Drew Brees, who was conveniently gone at that point. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely interesting. I'm obviously I look at it from a different lens because I'm a comic, and so you know we make jokes all the time, and that's just what we do. But I was thinking about it, and just like I went to the Columbus Day Parade today, um, on Fifth Avenue. And I'm texting Savannah and I was like, it's weird that all these people are celebrating like, hey, Columbus is Italian. I'm Italian. Who cares that, you know, he helped wipe out and commit genocide against an entire race of indigenous people. And I'm just like, he's like some of the things I was texting. I was like, oh, man, if this ever got out, I'd be in big trouble. But now that you said that, I can say this. I can say a good leeway. Do you know how these came to light? These emails came to light? No, not at all. 
this is not going to be the last time we get something groundbreaking like this because this came out because these were emails sent to Bruce Allen, who was a part of the Washington football team organization, a part of that uh, toxic work culture stuff. So they're combing through all his emails. So other emails like this from other people, whoever it may be, could exist and may come to light. Yeah. It's about um, other uh, things, not just about race. In law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's 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 one of those things where it's because I have... yeah, yeah, because I have access to this person's emails. If you sent them an email, I have access to that too, and then they can look it all up. Um, exactly. My walk off. I'm gonna make it quick. It's just called Lazy uh, Sports Podcaster. I did this because I was gonna do a whole thing about why the NFL is as popular as it is, even though they have all this, you know, seemingly insurmountable between systemic racism and the whole thing about like some of the players, just some of this trouble they get into and why, and like players are dying. And I, anyway, I was going to go into why it was so popular because on paper it makes the most money. It has the most viewers, but I decided I did not want to do that. That's kind of negative. So I was just going to talk shit about myself. Here we go. Lazy sports podcaster being two months into the latest chapter of my life. I'm finding less and less time to sit back, relax and enjoy uh, most sports as they happen. With maintaining a quality relationship, stand-up comedy, my other podcasts, and my actual job, I <laughs> I said quality relationship and Savannah whipped her head over like, nah, you're still working on that one. Um, my other podcast and my actual job, I found it harder and harder to take in games as they happen. I find myself watching a lot more highlight shows and catching up through podcasts. This process has proven effective but also comes with an obvious glaring weakness. Many of the takes and points of view I consume get twisted in my head as my own. This isn't uncommon. How often do you hear a take and think to yourself, that checks out? Then over time, you integrate that into your own mindset. There's also the far too common, I heard so-and-so say blank, which is this, which is solid in the fact that the person is probably a much more enlightened voice on the topic we are talking about, but it is an unoriginal point of view from my own. Don't get me wrong. Even when I was watching most of the games, I would still agree with a lot of what I heard from professional talking heads. But at least then I knew we were agreeing and it wasn't just poaching their opinions. I found myself in recent weeks agreeing with some takes that when I really sit down and think about them, they don't fully add up to me, but they sound good and it's easy. That just comes from the convenience of having all different opinions and points of view at my disposal thanks to the internet. Another key factor is it's less likely to cause confrontation if I am just quoting someone else's idea versus giving out my own, that also leads to lazy podcasting. I'm only going to get busier with work with the holidays coming up and busier with comedy the more I get to know the scene here. But I will no longer adapt to the opinions on mass because it is easier. If that leads to more disagreements or me getting my sensitive feelings hurt because Joe can be super mean sometimes, so be it. I want to find my voice in the sports podcasting world and stop parroting my favorite sports podcasters. To quote Jerry Maguire, the funny man is back. Um, <clears throat> breaking as we're that last part this. was a joke. I did a whole thing about not quoting people, and then I quoted I something. What I happened? Breaking. Um, apparently, more emails have been sent. Uh, the NFL has acquired more email emails, and they're sending them to the Raiders. Um, on the John Gruden situation. Um, but yeah, I mean I about John Gruden it. being a super. Ra- Is it? Am I allowed to talk shit about it? I am allowed to talk shit about Italians, right? Like nobody cares about that. That's between you and the Italians. Because <laughs> now I was gonna say something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
ingest. I make fun of people all the time. That's just what I do. Yeah. Obviously, we're kidding. And hey, the only way we can really celebrate our differences is by pointing them out and heckling people for them. Anyway, moving on, press conference. And we'll bring you the press conference in its entirety. I really hope the person you're hanging out with is meeting you at your place and you don't have to meet them somewhere. I'm going to the stand. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. So it's, all, it's only like a 20 minute train ride. 20 minute train ride. Oh, okay. oh I can show up, you know, 15 minutes late. That'll be fine. All right. Okay. Here we go. Press conference. Tell you were uh, working. All right. <laughs> I, I also do uh comedy, uh, Brennan T comedy on all social media, Brennan T comedy.com. Check out uh, my other podcast. Brennan Tassif is your ex drinking buddy. Yeah. Big show last week. My first paid book gig in New York city went really well. Um, show this week I've got my audition 16th. to get passed as a paid regular. Yeah. On the 16th at six o'clock, that'll be a Broadway comedy club. Um, that is my Boys audition to get moves. passed. So we'll see how that goes. Making moves. Um, check out this show on all social media at Cheering Press. Check out the uh, Anulo.co uh, for all of the podcasts from Anulo Network. I love Joe. when Brendan does that. So I can just go straight to, hey, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Dorval. You can also check out my website, JoeDorval.com. You can check out my music uh, under, the moniker, under the moniker headphone, Joe No Oh No E TV and TV season two, as well as you can check out my store on my website, JoeDorval.com slash store. Brennan, let's get you out of here so you can meet your celebrity friend at the stand. And that's why we play the game. Hello. Hello. You shout out Trey Hendrickson. Said he was the most overrated fucking bangle. I Who's never that? said that. Take that, never. Aaron Rodgers. Oh. No, you didn't. ESPN did. You have been listening to the Anulo Podcast Network. We have four tremendous podcasts on our current roster. If you like the hit Broadway musical Hamilton, then you also might enjoy hearing the Ham Boys rank every song from the Hamilton soundtrack on Who Does a Podcast with hosts Headphone Joe and Kyle Loader. Get your sports talk radio fix with Cheers from the Press Box featuring Headphone Joe Dorville and stand-up comedian Brennan Tassif. Curious about how the brain works? Get your neuroscience knowledge with some laughs at Misbehavior Journal Club. This fortnightly science-slash-comedy podcast is where two lady researchers bring you the latest studies on behavior. It stars Amiel Moreno and Leah, a.k.a. Leah, or vice versa, Krevit. Finally, we have a new low. The podcast has started it all. This show features Farzad, Headphone Joe, Kyle Loader, L. Greg, and Scott by Scott. They discuss anything and everything depending on their moods or their level of sobriety at the time. Thank you for supporting the Anulo Network, and feel free to share your favorite episodes with friends and family. Thanks again, and goodbye.